Hello everyone, I'm Jason DeMars and this is Equipping the Bride podcast. In today's podcast, I'm going to play a message I preached at Bethel Tabernacle regarding the origins of rock music and to look directly at the purpose and function of music. If you want to support this podcast, please give me a review or like and comment wherever you're listening in. If you want to support this podcast financially, you can also do that on a monthly basis through Buzzsprout or through my website, jasondemars.com. Thank you all for listening this week. May God richly bless you. Greetings. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Equipping the Bride podcast. I'm Brother Jason DeMars from Beaufort, South Carolina, a minister at Bethel Tabernacle. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Friday. You can watch this podcast on YouTube and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. May the Lord richly bless you. Stand and read the word. I'm going to look at Ephesians 5, and my topic is music, the spirits that inspire. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess or debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you, Lord, and we want to commit this time to you. We ask that your Holy Spirit would come, Lord, and speak the word to our hearts, Father. Just uh, pray that you'd bring this with clarity and understanding to it, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Now, my pur- purpose of this Sunday school isn't to uh, stand here and make judgments on any particular specific song or church that our church or any other message church is using. Um, I'm really not, that's not even really my focus is uh, what churches are doing or, or, or so forth. You know, the, the, you may or may not be aware of different controversies that have, have, have went on and, and offended people. So don't get, go into vapor lock as I'm talking about music. My main focus is worldly music and show basically giving you the framework of, of what music is and what the real purpose of music is so that you yourself can be led by the spirit and make make your own judgments uh, based on the word of God and the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the character of Christ. So, and uh, also if you're a parent to help you be able to lead your family correctly and give your kids a reason behind uh, the rules. So in the verse that we looked at there, don't, do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess or where, which is debauchery. You know, there's a whole picture that goes into that in, in the Greek culture. It's, it's, it's being out of control and being under the influence of something else that is controlling you. And so being filled with the Spirit is but, so it's the opposite. 
And Brother Branham says, I'll bring that quote right now, in Why Are People So Tossed About? That's what he done under the anointing. The, the anointing is not emotion. The anointing is supreme power and control, knowing exactly what and how. See? So being filled with the Spirit is supreme power under control, right? Not your control, but God's control. You know, and, and God isn't leading you to act like a drunken person. People say, these are not drunk as you suppose, but then what's the results? They're speaking what? The word of God in other languages. They're, they're declaring the gospel. But then we see a key here that Paul gives us, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. So what is he saying? One way that you can walk in the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit is by speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So music, godly music, is a key to being filled with the Spirit. Amen? And so that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about music. So uh, music really bypasses the realm of thought, bypasses the mind, and goes directly to the heart. So it's critical that we need to be grounded in the Word of God and in the wisdom of God regarding the type of music that we listen to. I'm going to look at some uh, things that worldly people have said about music and what their music is intended to do. This is someone who's written about the history of music, not necessarily, a, he's a worldly person, but but looking at the history of music and the science behind it, it says music is the language of languages. It can be said that of all of the arts, there is none that more powerfully moves or changes the consciousness. You see, it's something that impacts you and it changes your realm of thinking, what you think about, the direction of your life. David Crosby, you old people like me know who this is. I, I showed this to the junior youth and they all laughed. And we're like, who in the world is that? Yeah, well. <laughs> he says this to Rolling Stone magazine. Through, my, through just my music, I can alter my audience's value system and in effect steal them away from their parents. Jimi Hendrix. I can explain everything through music. You hypnotize them so that they're in their original state, and then I can change their minds to anything I want. So that's the music. This is not just talking about the words in the music, because you'll hear that, and Christians say, well, the words are good, so it's fine. No. Heavy metal has a message. Without words. Rap music has a message. Without words. All of the pop, pop music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's all a message behind the very sound of the music. Amen. What is the meaning of the word music? Has anybody ever looked at that? It comes from the word muse, and it means someone who embodies the spirit that inspires them. You saw on my first screen, I had this picture there. It's, it's a bigger picture and it has nine different muses. And these were in Greek culture spirits that entered into a person and inspired them 
to do what they do. So looking at the meaning of music is it's, it's, um, see where I had tracing the history and the meaning of the word music, its origins. It speaks of the art given by the spirits that inspire. So there's a spirit behind the music, the type of music, and it is inspiring that music and putting forward a specific message that is meant to produce a certain kind of effect on you. Which is exactly what Aristotle wrote. Music has the power of producing a certain effect on the moral character of the soul. And if it has the power to do this, it is clear that the young must be directed to music and must be educated in it. Uh, whatever his purpose was behind that, it really, it really doesn't matter. The point is, what he's saying is, is an accurate statement is young people need to be educated and receive an understanding of the purpose of music and understand the background of it. Otherwise, they're going to get, get in, get thrust in this game and they're, they're just a pawn being played with by the devil. You probably can't read that. I'm sorry. I'll read it for you. There seems to be in us a sort of affinity to musical modes and rhythms. I'll just explain that a second. There's something inside of us that responds to modes and rhythms. It's, it's, it's like built into us are the receivers to take in what music is doing, good or bad. And so inside of us, we take that in. You, you, you can't avoid that. It's like eating food. If all you eat is terrible food, you get fat. Yeah. Music is the same thing. If all you d- listen to is awful music, what are you going to do? You're b- shaping your character according to what you're listening to. So he says, uh, there seems to be in us a sort of affinity to musical modes and rhythms, he says, which ensures that we are affected in a certain manner. As a tangible expression of intangible realities, music also had the ability to sustain and cultivate moral rectitude. Rhythms and melody contain representations of anger and mildness and also of courage and temperance and all their opposites and other ethical qualities. Again, that's a very good way to express it. Music will encourage you, depress you, make you angry. It, It can impact on your emotions all this way. And that's why I say it bypasses your mind. You're going to listen to this music and it don't matter if you say, I don't like it. You're in the grocery store. You hear music. You can't avoid these things. You go to the restaurant. You can't avoid it. You're trying to stop that and say, Lord, give me strength to overcome. I remember Avery as a little girl being so sensitive to these things. We'd go into a restaurant. She'd be a basket case. At the restaurant, I'm like, just tune it out. And I'm like, how in the world is she going to do that? <laughs> we got to eat dinner here. What are we going to do? And this music is coming, and she's so disturbed and affected, and we got to go out three or four times and pray over her because this horrible music is there. And, and she's in the state, the right state of mind. This is, this is bothering me, making me upset. It's like Brother Branham said, turn that garbage off. It makes me so nervous. And that's exactly it is it's bypassing 
our brain going to our heart, producing an effect, whether you want to or not. You know, as any of us, this is any of us, but as young people, the devil will whisper in your ear, this music sounds really good. He, he still tries to whisper those things to me based on music I used to like from the past. That sounds really good. I like it. You start, you don't even think, you start tapping your foot. You're like, oh, what am I, ta- what is this garbage? You know, it bypasses reason. Oh, and the devil will say, the words don't really matter. You just like the sound. Well, that's just the start. Again, this has been said by every preacher that's ever, probably ever stood behind this pulpit is, the devil don't just give you the worst thing in front of you and say, you want this horrible thing? Do you want to die? Well, not really. No, I don't want that. No, he offers, look at this. This is real life. This is, you'll enjoy this. Listen to this sound. It's similar to this or it's similar. You like that. The words don't matter. You know, I, poor young people living in this age. It's so deceiving. It's so evil. And my own kids, you're, you're going to the grocery store and you're hearing this music over and over again. And all of a sudden you hear your kid saying words of a song and you're, you look it up and you're like, do you know, what are you doing listening? Well, I hear it every day in the grocery store. I'm not listening to that at home. You sure? <laughs> and, and what what is it? It's these things that are coming into them. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know the spirit behind it, and and they're getting into that. And then if if we as parents aren't diligent, they'll go long way down the road. I went long way down the road. Amen. And remember, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to pigeon in on anybody or anything. I'm just making the statement. Brother Branham says the two spirits in the last days will be so close together that will deceive the very elect if possible. There's two spirits working in the framework of Christianity in music to direct young people and all of us in one path or another. We have to be wise. I'm not here to tell you and point out this group, this one, this song. No, it's not that. I agree with what Brother Matt said. If you heard him speak about music and worship and, and taking, taking songs and bringing them and, and adjusting them to the right, right beat and the right sound to create the right atmosphere. I agree with that. But, but there is a great need to, that in itself statement shows there's a great need to be wise and careful about this because it is two spirits and one spirit is working to set you free. And to give you joy, and one spirit is working to put you in bondage to evil. Amen. And not evil like you, you know, Satan worship, pure Satan worship of, you know, all the nonsense that they do, but it is a Satan worship, right? But it looks good, it looks nice, but it leads to the same destination. The kingdom of darkness is real, and it's the source of all opposition to God. Satan is the prince of the power of the air and the god of this evil age. His purpose is to do what? He stimulates the lusts of the fallen human nature. And music is one of his greatest tools to bypass the mind, the reason, logic, 
the word of God, everything, and go directly and deal with your lusts. And he wants, what is he doing? What is he doing? What does he do through worldly music? He blinds people's minds to the light of the glory of God. That's his purpose. Bind them in this blinding wickedness of sin and seeking to fulfill their lusts and their desires. And he slowly, and he'll do this to Christians. You know, people in the world, they grow up with parents that don't know the Lord and don't, don't love God and don't hardly love their children in a real way. They might say they love their children, but they're just living their life and surviving. What is it? They're thrust into this music. And what does it do? It carries them on a path. You know, they, they start out with things that are so-called, you know, nice sounding and not too dark. And it takes them down a horrible dark path. I mean, there's, you look at, the culture of music and worldly music today you don't even want to look at it to be honest with you you can't even you can't even do it you can't the things that they do at the super bowl halftime show and the grammys they're openly going after the devil and not even trying to hide it anymore um you know and and the the devil's job is to desensitize us to all those things and get us going in that direction. You, you know, you're, you're a mature Christian. No, those things aren't going to bother you. But as a young person, man, those things will grab a hold of you hard. Um, part of that is just how young people are. You're not, your, your brains aren't fully developed till you're 25. You're not, you're, you're making your decisions not based on thought and taking thought and using logic and reason. You're actually the, the, the seat of your decisions until your brain is fully developed is emotions. So just imagine what the devil is doing. He knows what he's doing. A young person, their, their decision making process is emotion. So what does he do? He tap, goes directly at emotion through music. And what does it do? You can't even make decisions correctly. Romans 8, 6. This is from the NLT. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Again, these are the two spirits in the world. The devil is using music. The Holy Spirit is also using music, right? One will lead you to life and peace. One leads to death. It's as simple as that. How do I judge whether this music is from God or not? What is it leading you to? Life and peace or death? No, it's just fun. It's not, no. <laughs> it's not just fun. There's no just fun. The devil wants you to think, this is just fun music. There's a message behind it. There's a spirit behind it. And if you don't, if you don't recognize that, it'll, it's too late. The devil wants to defile your body, your mind, ruin your relationship with your parents, with family, defile your body, destroy your future. I mean, just, just think of basic thing. How fortunate if you grew up with two parents that cared about you. 
And the devil will do everything he can to twist your mind around to forget that little fact. Because right now it might not be too important to you, but I'm telling you, when you get to be an old guy like me, <laughs> you'll realize, you'll, you'll, you'll shed te- many tears through your life realizing of thankfulness, saying, Lord, you gave me two parents that cared about me. Things weren't perfect, certainly. Neither parent, my parents were perfect, but they were there for me and they, lo- they, they cared about me. And yet the devil does this. He puts music, he puts these things to get you to forget about those things. I don't care about that. My parents just want to control me. No. No, there's two spirits working. One wants to control you and one wants to give you life and peace. And your parents, if, I bet if there's, I would be willing to, Wager this. I'm, I'm not a betting man, but <laughs> if your parents are sitting here today going to this church, they're wanting to get you under the control of the Holy Spirit, yes, which leads to life and peace. So, I mean, you should be the most thankful person in the world. You should be thanking God and thanking your parents every day. Where am I at? I got five minutes to do the other three quarters of this. Robert Johnson, he is the father of rock and roll. What did he do? He was a horrible guitar player. His his bandmates couldn't wait until he left. And he left for six to eight months. But what happened when he came back? He was an absolute, absolute virtuoso when he returned. What, what happened? He said that on a certain crossroads in Mississippi, that he got out of his car and he made a deal with the devil and said, if you give me talent and make me a, a great guitar player and famous, I'll give you my soul. And that's what he did. He sold his soul to the devil. That's the foundation of worldly rock and roll music, is a man that sold his soul to the devil. L- you know, lived, lived, uh, lived until he's 27 died a, a, a terrible death, probably murdered, but they don't even really know. Studies show when you listen to rock and rock music, or, and even some contemporary Christian music, rats have a difficult time completing the maze. In other words, it limits their ability to think and discern the right choices. Put that into rock, rap, country, all the pop music. It's going to put young people and all of us in a position where we can't make the right choices. We're under confusion. But in these same studies, these rats listening to godly music or classical music, it actually increased their ability to complete the maze. In one of the studies, when they played heavy metal uh, to to the rats, they actually started eating each other instead of completing the maze. And you, there's no way you can read that. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. So this is Exodus 32, 17 through 19, and, and it's just showing there's, there's, a, there's a sound behind the music. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there's a noise of war in the camp. 
So there's, that's the sound that's coming to Moses as he's coming out of the mountain. Coming from the presence of God, here's the people. What are they doing? It's, they're, it's idol worship. It's pagan worship. They're worshiping the golden calf and whatever other debauchery they're doing. Joshua says, it's war. And, he, and Moses says, it's not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. So here is their singing The singing was like a war. And I have a number of quotes. I Man, I just can't get to all of them. Everyone's familiar with how Brother Branham in those days called out the Beatles and um, Elvis Presley and Red Foley even. And you go back and listen to their music and then compare it to many, many uh, contemporary Christian songs on the radio and you go, oh, uh, this contemporary Christian music is a little bit worse than <laughs> than Elvis Presley and Red Foley and, and the things that Brother Branham called out. What, what was it? Again, it's the process of slowly deceiving, slowly bringing this process. If the devil would have went straight to death metal, everybody would have, what's this? trash. No, they. it was just a little different than what they were hearing in church, right? But with different words, different purpose behind it. I want to finish with the story of Saul and David, 1 Samuel 16. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. Notice what the servants of Saul were good servants. The servants of the king today would say, Let's find a psychiatrist. Let's get you on medication. Maybe if you try some drugs, uh, it'll, it'll help you out. And what, what, what is it, what is, what do they give there to Saul? Find out someone that plays a harp. But even more than that, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand, thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. That answered one of the servants and said, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning in playing. Listen. It's important to know the character of the person that's playing the music. Notice what, what we have here. You want, you want to be de- delivered from spirits? There's a spirit that comes on Saul, and it's troubling him, and he wants to get free from that. What do they do? Music. Immediately their mind went to music, which is correct. Bring me someone who's skilled on the harp, but I don't want, we, don't, we don't want just... You know, some fly by night. We want someone with a real solid relationship with Christ that's following the word of God, that has an experience with God, that has seen God move in their life. That's cunning and playing. He's good at playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent in manners and a comely person. And the most important, the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep. And we'll skip down. 
And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Music. There is a spirit behind that music. And that spirit is part of a war. Remember that. There's a war taking place. Evil spirits are trying to take control by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit behind God, a godly person bringing godly music. The devil is chased away. So here what, here what do we see? What is God's purpose for music? This is where I want to close. What is, what is God's plan? What is he trying to do with music? Bach says, the end or purpose of all music should be the glory of God and the refreshment of the human spirit. That's exactly scripture. There's not another purpose besides that. Music has to be glorifying God. So if you want to find out, is this music worldly or is it from God? Is it glorifying God? And then the second is, is it refreshing my spirit? Those are the two things. That's exactly what, and Saul was refreshed. David took a harp, played with his hand. Of course, David was not just merely playing with a harp. He was singing worship to the Lord. He was glorifying God with his harp and with his words. And by this, Saul was refreshed. God was glorified. His power was put on display and manifested through music. The devil was chased away and a man was set free. So you believe that music is important? It's not just a side thing. A person can be in, in the worship this morning and be set free from an evil spirit. That's the purpose of music. Let's stand and pray. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you that you gave us this gift of music, Lord. Help us to use it right. Help us to honor and glorify you, Lord. Lord, use it and move through it, Lord, in a supernatural way this morning and, and through your word as well, Father. We ask that you would set the captives and the prisoners free, Lord, and help us to grow in our walk with you. We commit ourselves to you, commit the service to you for your glory, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you again for listening. Please remember me in prayer. I'll be traveling this weekend to Dayton, Ohio to preach at Brother Mike Sievert's church. And once again, the best way you can thing you can do to support this podcast is to give me a review and to like and comment wherever you're listening in. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Equipping the Bride podcast. New episodes are posted every Friday. I want to remind you that if you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. Please, I ask you to remember the believers and the mission's work in the Middle East in prayer. May the Lord richly bless you.